Chapter Eleven of Stories of King Arthur and His Knights. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joy Chan. Stories of King Arthur and His Knights by U. Waldo Cutler. Chapter Eleven. A Nighttime Adventure of Sir Launcelot. In fulfilment of his oath as a knight of the Round Table. Sir Launcelot rode into many strange and wild countries, and through many waters and valleys. He slew Sir Turquine, who watched to destroy knights, and he clove the head of another false traitor, who attended to destroy and distress ladies, damsels, and gentlewomen. Other wrongs besides these he righted, and bravely withstood many a struggle. Now on a day it chanced that he passed a deep forest, where, as often before, he found straight lodging. But he was brave and strong, and feared no hardship, provided he did nothing contrary to his honour as a worthy knight. As he was riding over a long bridge, there started upon him suddenly a passing foul churl, who struck his horse upon the nose, and asked Sir Launcelot why he rode over that bridge without licence. "'Why should I not ride this way?' said Sir Launcelot. "'It is the way I choose to ride.' "'Thou shalt not choose,' said the churl and began to beat him with his great club shod with iron. Sir Launcelot drew his sword, and made short work of this rough porter. Then he rode right on to the end of the bridge, through the fair village, where all the people in vain gave him warning, and on straight into the green courtyard of the castle, which was Tintagel in Cornwall. Anon there came upon him two great giants, with horrible clubs in their hands, with shield and sword he soon laid on the earth one of these giants. The other ran away for fear of the horrible strokes, and Sir Launcelot entered the hall. Here he set free three score gentlewomen, who for seven years had been prisoners of the two giants, working all manner of silk works for their food. "'Show me such cheer as ye have,' said Sir Launcelot, "'and what treasure there is in this castle, I give you a reward for your grievance.' Then soon he mounted his horse again, and rode away upon further adventure. One night he came to the courtyard of an old gentleman, who lodged him with a good will, and there he had good cheer for himself and his horse. When time was, his host brought him into a fair garret over the gate to his bed. There Sir Launcelot unarmed him, set his armour beside him, and went to bed, and anon fell asleep. Soon afterward there came one on horseback, and knocked at the gate in great haste. When Sir Launcelot heard this, he arose up and looked out at the window, and saw by the moonlight three knights come after that one man. All three lashed on him at once with swords, and that one knight turned on them knightly again, and defended himself. "'Truly,' said Sir Launcelot, "'yonder one knight shall I help, for it were shame for me to see three knights on one, and if he be slain I am partner in his death. Therewith he took his armour and let himself down from the window by a sheet to the four knights. "'Turn you knights unto me,' cried Sir Launcelot aloud, "'and leave your fighting with that knight.' And then they all three left Sir Kay, for it was he who was so hard bestead, and turned unto Sir Launcelot. And there began great battle, for they alighted, all three, and struck many great strokes at Sir Launcelot, and assailed him on every side. Sir Kay would have helped him, but Sir Launcelot suffered him not, and anon within six strokes he had struck all three to the earth. 
Sir Launcelot made them yield themselves to Sir Kay, and promised to go next Whitsunday to the court as prisoners of Queen Guenever. So they were suffered to depart, and Sir Launcelot knocked at the gate with the pommel of his sword. The host came, and they entered, Sir Kay and he. "'Sir,' said the host, "'I thought you were in your bed.' "'So I was,' said Sir Launcelot, "'but I arose and leapt out at my window to help an old fellow of mine.' When they came nigh the light, Sir Kay knew well that it was Sir Launcelot, and therewith he kneeled down and thanked him for all his kindness that he had holpen him from death. Sir, said Sir Launcelot, I have done nothing but that I ought to do, and ye are welcome, and here shall ye repose you and take your rest. So when Sir Kay was unarmed, he asked for meat. There was meat fetched him, and he ate strongly. Then they went to their beds, and Sir Launcelot and Sir Kay were lodged together in one bed. On the morn Sir Launcelot arose early, and left Sir Kay sleeping. He put on Sir Kay's armour, and took his shield, and so went to the stable. He here got Sir Kay's horse, took leave of his host, and so departed. Then soon afterward Sir Kay arose. He missed Sir Launcelot, and then he espied that his armour and his horse had been taken. Now by my faith, said he, I know well that he will grieve some of the court of King Arthur, for my armour and horse will beguile all knights. They will believe it is I, and will be bold to him, and because I have his armour and shield, I am sure I shall ride in peace. Then soon afterward Sir Kay thanked his host and departed. So Sir Launcelot rode into a deep forest, and there in a dell he saw four knights standing under an oak, and they were of Arthur's court. Anon, as they espied Sir Launcelot, they thought by his arms it was Sir Kay. "'Now by my faith,' said Sir Sagramor, one of the four knights, "'I will prove Sir Kay's might.' So he got his spear in his hand, and came toward Sir Launcelot. Therewith Sir Launcelot was ware, and knew him well, and he smote Sir Sagramor so sore, that horse and man fell both to the earth. "'Lo, my fellows!' said Sir Ector, another of the four. Yonder ye may see what a buffet he hath. That knight is much bigger than ever was Sir Kay. Now shall ye see what I may do to him. So Sir Ector got his spear in his hand, and galloped towards Sir Launcelot, and Sir Launcelot smote him through shield and shoulder, so that horse and man went to the earth, and ever his spear held. By my faith, said Sir Uwain, Yonder is a strong knight, and I am sure he hath slain Sir Kay, and I see by his great strength it will be hard to match him. Therewithal Sir Uwain gat his spear in his hand, and rode towards Sir Launcelot. Sir Launcelot knew him well, and so he met him on the plain, and gave him such a buffet that he was stunned, and long he wist not where he was. Now see I well, said Sir Gawain, the last of the four knights, I must encounter with that knight. Then he dressed his shield and got a good spear in his hand, and then they let run their horses with all their mights, and either knight smote other in midst of the shield. But Sir Gawain's spear brake, and Sir Launcelot charged so sore upon him that his horse reversed up so down. Much sorrow had Sir Gawain to get clear of his horse, and so Sir Launcelot passed on a pace and smiled and said, God give him joy that made this spear, for they came never a better in my hand. 
Then the four knights went each one to other, and comforted each other. "'What say ye to this deed?' said Sir Gawain. "'He is a man of great might, for that one spear hath felled us four. I dare lay my head it is Sir Launcelot. I know it by his riding.'" End of chapter 11